Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. Fly Killer Ellen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Normally I That was our clacker uh, to, the, to align the sound. It's a fruit fly, okay. We are aligning the visuals with the audio. It's, we're trying to eat the same thing. I had to get rid of it. This is true. Uh, no, no, I didn't actually hit it. Well, I'm your diehard romantic Eric Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> I'm the fly killing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight we are discussing. Oh, Don't worry, I didn't kill it. <laughs> you should kill it. I Kill it. Kill it. Fucker, fucker. Uh, tonight we're talking about the season finale of season three of Heart to Heart. Hearts and fraud. Hearts and Freud. Hearts and Freud. <laughs> which is a German word for lackluster season finale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hearts and Freud. <laughs> but not to get ahead of myself, we still have to sum up the plot of this episode in 60 seconds or less right. in our segment called The Minute Max, Mysterious. which begins tonight with Ellen. Wow. Oh, how did I get so lucky? Good just born this way, I guess. Um,. Hang on, I have to just try and remember what happens. <laughs> okay, I think I can do this. All right. Hearts and fraud. We believe in you. All right. So there's a really kind of puffy-faced, crabby guy that we found out later is a lawyer. And he has this kind of waka-waka guy named Marty come into his office. <laughs> and Marty's like, oh, I need some money. And he's like, oh, you're going to have to do insurance fraud. And he's like, find a Rolls Royce. And so then Jennifer, first the Hearts and Max are mocking Asian herbal uh, medicine. And then Jennifer goes shopping. And lo and behold, she gets set up in a squat and swoop with this waka waka marty guy but then the puppy based lawyer goes to the hospital and injects something into waka waka marty's iv and kills him and then the lawyer files suit with against the hearts for two million dollars and the hearts are like what the fuck is going on and jennifer's like i feel terrible i'm just gonna wear these red jumpsuits what's going on and jonathan goes to this office where it's a bunch of old men playing pinball wearing neck braces i didn't really <laughs> understand that and they're like this is bad and the widow's like i love to walk walk marty and the hearts are like this is fraud y'all <laughs> <laughs> i remember when they said that well done <laughs> okay Hearts and <laughs> hearts and fraud. Uh, the hearts are in white outfits biking again, and then they get some health food, and then Jennifer rear ends a guy in a car, and he uh, puts on a really shitty act to say that he's hurt, and then he goes to the hospital and dies because someone injects him with poison. Uh, turns out it was an insurance guy who uh, just is Mr. Scam, and he's got a partner who is... Dr. Rosen or Ronson or whatever. He's Dr. Drink a bottle of Smirnoff a day. <laughs> and uh, the hearts <laughs> investigate. They find Drunky Doctor. They uh, uh, they are served with papers for a $2 million lawsuit in the wrongful death of Waka Waka Marty. Uh, they meet <laughs> Waka Waka Marty's gorgeous wife that he could never have landed. I don't care how funny he might be. Anyway, uh, they put Max in danger. Uh, Max gets drugged. He almost gets killed. And Jennifer foils the bad guy <laughs> with a heating pad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bring it home, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, white, white wine, Joe. You white can wine do Joe's this. coming. It's Here on you. White wine, Joe's coming. I don't. I, even I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> Hearts and Freud. Um, so there's a very silly man named Marty who has lots of jokes who owes somebody some money. And his lawyer friend tells him that he needs to get find somebody shopping in Beverly Hills and then get in a rear in an accent with him. So he slams on his brakes in front of Jennifer Hart. And he then, which kind of gives him an orgasm. Like he has like <laughs> O face a lot for some reason. And Jennifer's like, what's going on? And then she calls an ambulance and he goes to the hospital. But then somebody kills him while he's asleep. Uh, it turns out, or the lawyer kills him. They show us that the lawyer kills him while he's asleep. Uh, and then the hearts are, Jennifer is completely bereft and she's grieving this she feels like she killed a man she goes to the house and the lawyer guy's there and he's like no she doesn't want to see you you should leave and so she leaves and then they she gets served with papers they're going to sue her and then they break into the doctor's office to figure out what's going on <laughs> he's a drunk he falls down and then max first they 
tell Max to fake an injury to get into the doctor's office to find out more information, and he almost kills Max, but they kill them instead. <laughs> oh my god. I thought that I thought a yeah. minute was gonna be too much for that one. Yeah. But it wasn't enough. Okay, ratings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid. Negative five. We have another minute max Ooh. from the, the Sisler, Sisler Family, family Playhouse. Playhouse. <laughs> Sisler Family Playhouse. <laughs> The Sisler Family Playhouse, the number one heart-to-heart playhouse in the world, probably presents Hearts and Fraud. The hearts enjoy a quiet morning at home. Darling, I wish we could find some cute guys for Joe and Eric to poke. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Century City, a discount Gene Hackman and a cut-rate Eugene Levy discuss a plan to cheat wealthy people. Like that ever happens. Hey, did you hear the one about the guy who gets killed setting up Jennifer Hart? Nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Stephanie Powers and Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious, Bel Air Drift. <gasps> Unable to afford a Spock handle of death, creepy lawyer dude resorts to poison. Martin Willis dies from complications to it being on heart to heart. <laughs> Jonathan investigates a shady doctor and meets the pinball wizard. A $2 million <laughs> wrongful death suit? Who does this ass clown think he is? Ronald Camp, darling. Oh, yeah. When breaking and entering, always wear the brightest jacket you own. Max goes undercover to get the dirt on Ronald Camp. Mayhem <laughs> ensues. Bad guy confrontation time. Ronald takes a stab at stopping the hearts but fails. Mrs. Hart, the love doctor will see you now. The, the end. end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they really are the best playhouse in the world. I mean... Come on. Oh my God. They're so good. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny, for looking out for us, trying to find us someone to poke. I know. It's it's uh it's been a real, real dry spell. <laughs> I do already have one for this episode though, so I'm good. I kind of do too, I guess. Uh mm. so this episode's look it's looking up. Let's pin it, put a pin in it. <laughs> put a poke in it. All right. <laughs> put a po- poke, All right. poke it with a pin. Let's poke it with a pin. We'll come back to it later. I um, I want to talk about Sunset, what's it, the place where she's shopping? Is it Sunset Park? Ooh. Sunset Plaza? Sunset Plaza? Sunset Plaza. Sunset Plaza. I want to talk about Sunset Plaza. Let's talk about Sunset Plaza. Let's talk about it. I, I super love that that's where she goes shopping to get um, caught up in insurance fraud. There's just something <laughs> so great about seeing those businesses. It's such like a cutie little mm-hmm fake shopping area that you don't see too much of. And I feel like the heart to heart universe is always talking up a big game about Rodeo drive and all of the usual suspects or whatever about being in Bel Air and blah, blah, blah. But Sunset Plaza is great. Um, and for people that aren't familiar with it, it's, it's the closest like well-known thing. The dome restaurant was like oh, on I don't the know. end of, <laughs> of sunset. Like the Chateau Marmont. Plaza. But I love that they focus so much on the Eleanor Keishan Salon that it seemed almost like Eleanor was sponsoring the show or something. Like I felt like it was just like <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, and now I think it's you guys could tell me if this is right or wrong. I think it the last time I was in LA it was Hugo Boss. Oh, I think it still is. Oh yeah. I think I know what you're talking right? about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Eleanor Keishan was um like kind of like a super high end Fred Siegel sort of situation where it was a boutique that carried many, many designers. Oh. Nice. Um and originally opened in nineteen seventy, I think. Mm, damn. Is this yeah. near that big pink wall place where everyone takes their Instagram photos? I can't speak to uh, that. it kind of Thank it's God. it's right off of the strip. <laughs> it's right off of the sunset strip. Is um, it near the chateau? Marmont? <laughs> Because that's where I thought they pulled up. I thought they went up that street. <laughs> the Chateau what? Marmont. <laughs> Are we in France right now? <laughs> it's a, it's, a, well it's about a mile away from Chateau Marmont. I feel like... Marmont. How long have we lived Marmont. in LA now? Like uh, three years? No, no. Almost five, five years. years. Almost five years. I've been to this area like three times, I think. I've only driven through that area yeah. a couple of times. Uh-huh. And it's always just like when I'm like, I'm going to drive around. <laughs> yeah. And I drive right through it and I'm like, yep, I'm never getting out of the when, car here. It's like, I'm going to take a break from White Wine Joe. He yeah. goes on a drive. <laughs> goes to, you go boss. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that really, when I thought about living in LA, that's what I pictured is that sort of thing. And I, we do not spend any time over there. Um, that's why I keep saying Chateau Marmont because it's my one landmark in that area. <laughs> it's like the one thing I know about. Yeah, I know. Even even though we we are gays, we we do not uh, we do not populate we West frequent. Hollywood or that yeah. that area very much. So yeah, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I also 
don't remember at all. You know, so you know those like little sticky hand things <laughs> that you get out of quarter machines. Yes, and then you they go through the washer. And then oh, you try yes. to stick them and they don't. That's what I feel like watching this episode for some reason. I just couldn't like get like, I don't remember the f- whole first part. I kept falling off the wall. Like I could, just couldn't stick to it. It <laughs> was kind of washer. a, it, it was just a, a, a ethereal episode. Like yeah. it, it, it just kind of drifted in and out there. Yeah. There was some <laughs> like the biking scene and then they were at home but I just wasn't, like I couldn't focus on what was happening. For some yeah, reason. there. I I just there were no like landmark moments. There were no there. I mean, oh, I beg to, to disagree <laughs> with you. Uh, I feel like there is a huge, huge heart to heart, just overall heart to heart landmark moment in this episode. Ooh, what is and it? And it was Luann Willis, the widow. Of Waka Waka Marty Willis. Oh, okay. The grieving widow of Waka Waka Marty Willis. Luann Willis is quite possibly the one and only sane person, normal person, to ever exist in the world of heart to heart. (laughs) That woman, everything she says is exactly what a normal person in her situation would say <laughs> everything she does is exactly what you would really hope that a normal person in the tragic situation that Luann Willis does find her very normal self to be in mm-hmm. would do everything, including when she calls sinister and shitty criminal and ambulance chasing attorney, Ronald camp. When she calls him and says, do you, you sound like you're in a tunnel. He says, I'm, I'm, I've got you on speakerphone. And she says, good, because I would like everyone to hear what I'm about to say next. Mm. <laughs> and then she tells him off for filing a fake lawsuit, yeah. um, which insults both her uh, husband's life, her grief. And then she reads him the riot act about how she married Marty because she loved him mm-hmm. and that she was very, she's, it's so normal. It's like, oh my God, I know if Luann had her own show, nobody would watch it, but I would watch that. (laughs) I would watch Luann Willis just call people up and be fucking normal to them, right? Because she's like, she doesn't even go crazy on him or act weird. She's just like, look, I know that you have these feelings, but I married Marty because I loved him. I made that very clear to you Mm -hmm. when I did marry him, and this is just never going to happen, and especially... Now, it's a million percent never going to happen, but P.S., I already said it wasn't going to happen to be with, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. Um, what in the actual fuck? You filed that lawsuit. Um, why can't you just leave me alone? My husband that I loved is dead. Blah, blah. I can't believe your shit and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, when, from yes. the minute the hearts show up, she's like, oh. And she's like, what about yeah. the lawsuit? <laughs> yeah. Like her reaction yeah. to that is totally like normal. Like she doesn't go berserk. She's just like, what the hell? <laughs> and she's like, you seem like a very nice lady. This is terrible. I don't even know what that is. Like from start to finish, Luann Willis is like, oh my God, Luann, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> Not just for you to grace the world of heart to heart, but to grace the world of all television shows. Mm-hmm. Ever. Just a breath of fresh air. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I do consider that, a, my, for me anyway, that's a landmark moment. Hmm. I think I was just too distracted by the fact that she married Marty. Yeah. I was also, the whole that whole scene, thinking a lawyer can file a lawsuit against somebody f- against, for killing someone else's husband, even if they're not involved at all? Like, that seemed, I mean, I guess that's true, but... Maybe he forged her signature or something and made it seem like she was suing. I don't know. Yeah, he filed. He filed it on behalf of her. Uh, okay, okay, that makes more sense. Um, I was a little stuck in fraudulently. That. Yeah, <laughs> in that. That's the title. Yeah, hearts. In the, in the paperwork. Hearts and fraud. Hearts and fraud. fraud. Hearts and fraud. Hearts and fraud. Also, so Jennifer feels she feels like she killed this man. Which is kind of funny. For the half of the episode, Jennifer rear ends this guy. 
he does his like gives him an orgasm i swear to god like that was he was having an orgasm it was a really weird reaction to being rear-ended and then goes to the hospital the next day jonathan and jennifer go in and try to check up on him but he's dead mm-hmm. so jennifer thinks she killed this man i am wondering i was thinking i don't think like i would feel bad of course that this person died but i w- i don't think i would take that on as my fault do you think that well, you would she feels responsible right not like she thinks she hit him so hard that he died but that mm. she brought on something that precipitated his a swifter death Mm-hmm. the complications right because that's what they tell her right i would feel i would feel bad yeah, yeah i would yeah. be freaked out by that yeah it would be freaky mm-hmm. but i think like i would know when i was being brake checked you know i think i would know like he slammed on his brakes yeah and then i would be like um maybe he was having yeah. a heart attack when that happened <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah no that reeked of that that i it's i felt like she plot. she yeah. should have she should have known yeah better at the at at the time that this was this was definitely fraud yeah Um, yeah but well and she and she does once she has to sit there and like kind of spell it out right when jonathan's like what happened beforehand what exactly happened but my favorite part about what happened beforehand was something that i'm sure you guys have done this but i very rarely look at the people in the cars around me i'm just registering cars like shape movement whatever Mm -hmm. but um there have definitely been times in my life where i look over and see the person in the car next to me. And then I just do exactly what Jennifer did, where you're kind of just like, oh, <laughs> like that one. Like you're not really like dogging on him, but you're just kind of like have a little smile and you're like, all right, let's get back to looking yes. straight ahead. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. her reaction and there. I she's like, thought that moment was amazing. Yes. She's like, that, that's, that was weird. Cause he's also being so weird. He's like looking over and sweating and just yeah. obviously yeah. trying to get in front of her. Right. And- She's just like, that guy's kind of a weirdo. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that too, like if you're just on a droll little errand, minding your own business, blah, blah, you're Jennifer Hart. Yeah. Like you're not really tracking that you're about to be victimized by a very amateur and yet effective insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. I think she's just kind of, you know, like, paying attention but not really like it's just a very regular day for her so yeah. she's just kind of present but not present i don't know that's how i how i read jennifer's yeah. vulnerability to insurance fraud she was buying thousands of dollars worth of beautiful pantsuits i think that she wore <laughs> yeah, later even on when the you episode. have just bought like ultimo stuff from mm-hmm. eleanor keishan mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric, I'm, you say something. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm struggling to find things to talk about about this episode. Uh, <laughs> Shit. The Ooh, dead air. so rough. Okay. I know. Okay. It's no, but the I I just I I couldn't. J- you you said it perfect. Well, <laughs> perfectly. As I with say, this, most with the sticky hand thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just the episode just flew in and flew out. Mm. All I remember is is Luann being way too hot for Marty. <laughs> I remember Beacon of normalcy. this super Luann drunk Lewis. doctor <laughs> who was like comedically drunk all the time, knocking over glasses and bottles. Did you say uh, super hot? Drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, d- I don't like the... The scam, Freudian slip there, Jeff. Uh-huh. Freudian slip. Freudian think. The scam is even like I, the the fact that it got as far as it got is so ridiculous to me that this this guy who's pretending to be injured goes to the hospital, and they obviously would have known nothing is wrong with this guy. <laughs> He's totally fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then he dies. There's obviously foul play. There's obviously something going on. And they just kept saying like complications as if like that's all you have to say. And then there's no question as to why a wrongful death has occurred. Mm -hmm. Um, Did either of you have the feeling that I had where there was a second when I thought, is Ronald Camp going to slam that hypodermic into the doctor's neck? Oh, I did. I did think that. I was I was yeah, actually I was like, waiting for him to do that. Me too. Me too. And it went so long, mm-hmm. like of him being like over the doctor's shoulder and just kind of like. Mm-hmm. 
I was well, like, that's going to happen, but it and, didn't. And they tried really hard to make the doctor somewhat like remorseful. I guess that's not even the word. Like he, oh, yeah, he's he obviously he drinks a lot to to cope with his yeah. malfeasance. Do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very. That was a very dark character. Although I sort of wanted to hang out in his waiting room. <laughs> oh yeah what was going with on the, the america's rudest yet most glamorous uh, assistant oh my god she was so great all the old guys in the neck braces she was talking on the payphone with makeup her face had so much makeup on it it was like yeah, it was I, but, so 80s and that's yeah the- to show that he's kind of a quack right basically mm-hmm. i guess yeah that he's he's the doctor for fraudulent claims which there, that really exists, which is kind of mind-boggling to me, right? Mm-hmm. That I was thinking this whole episode, this is a real thing. The, there are oh, yeah. doctors that lawyers send people to to, you know, get the neck brace and get this report of ill. Oh man, whatever. insurance fraud is so huge. Yeah, and it's like I got in like a fifteen mile an hour oh, fender bender with a guy, shit. and I found out later that he claimed basically almost like he was paralyzed or something. Oh my god! And they gave him thousands and thousands of dollars, and it's like Jesus. Mm, okay, yeah, like that's just not even fucking possible. <laughs> I would have to have run over that guy's spine. Yeah, totally. That's the only way going fifty miles <laughs> yeah. an hour on yeah. Rainier Avenue is going to cause that kind of damage, and I that just made me so pissed for some reason but, but um i had a friend insurance fraud yeah do you have a friend that well, does insurance fraud no yeah i have a friend who, who's a um, doctor and he drinks quite a bit no i have a friend who you should plunge a needle in his neck or just seem like you're yeah, going to yeah um my friend when he moved he moved to la a little bit before us and he was like i'm gonna show that biking in la is like totally fine and possible and then the next time i talked to him he had been hit by a car on his bike <laughs> Oh. My, very minor why would anyone go to la with that mission i know uh it's not it's not doable but he got involved with like this grimy lawyer person and the lawyer sent him to a bunch of doctors and and tried to trump up this weird health report and they basically told him to say all these things that he had going on and i was just like that's so fuck let's like I was advising him to steer clear of that whole thing and not do it at all. But I was also like, how is this not the easiest crime to catch that these doctors are just sending people to court rooms with neck braces? It seems like it'd be pretty easy to figure out that these are just like trumped up reports. Well, but then you think about the insurance industry and how much money goes into it versus how much comes out. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, But it makes me think of like, People that murder other people for insurance, right? Which a crime as old as insurance itself, mm-hmm. right? Or it's just like, I know, I'll make that delicious arsenic stew again <laughs> um, for this total stranger in my boarding house that ha- I have an insurance policy on. <laughs> and I'll just do that like 500 billion more times until fucking whatever, because part of me not just loves money, but also gets off on killing people. But I was thinking about that and how um, nature provides us with fantastic ways to be sexist towards women that deign to kill people for money Mm. for their personal gain, right? So it's like, we call them black widows, right? And it's like, yes, it's because black widows eat their mate after they no longer need them, which is almost immediate. Mm. Um, And it's like, oh, okay. So if a woman does that, we have this quaint... A little name for her and whatever, and she's bad, right? But um, men, uh, what's that? Drew Peterson and anybody? Like men will just kill uh, wives over and over and over again, and not just get insurance money, but just continue to hoodwink women into marrying them over and over again. Mm, And what do we call them? Like eventually, we call some of them prisoners. But yeah, (laughs) it bothers me that there's not like some sort of sassy uh mythical like yeah fake yeah i call them serial killers yeah Yeah. they're serial killers but it's just kind of like oh black widows okay sure but i mean date dateline would just go out of business if people stopped uh, killing people (laughs) for insurance money (laughs) that's true 
Uh, right? I mean, the oxygen yeah. network would fold if women stopped putting arsenic in stew. <laughs> there, yeah, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be several years of my favorite murder. <laughs> right. It's it's like I'm going to feed you this gruel, and it's weird, but the more I nurse you, the sicker you get. And then at the end of the day, I have twenty pounds. <laughs> Look out, Manchester! <laughs> I'm buying all the calico. <laughs> all the shepherds buy. Yeah, I'm buying all of the ale. <laughs> Growing up in the 80s and watching television, uh, I I just knew that anyone wearing a neck brace was lying. Uh, it's like yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a name no tag for really liars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one's really. So how is since it's so simple and is being written into shows since the 80s? How the fuck does it still exist in the world? That's so confusing. Because to me. there's because if there's it's a way if there's a way to scam people out of money. Yeah. Then someone is willing and able to do it. Well, That's, and that, that really, happens in all levels of society. It happens yeah. everywhere we go. It happens to us frequently. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm really stuck on the Black Widow thing because then <laughs> it just popped into my mind. Remember that awesome movie with Teresa Russell as the Black Widow and Deborah Winger yes. chases chases her like around the world trying to stop her from murdering more husbands you qualified that you qualified that with the word awesome and i would like to ask when's the last time you watched black widow probably like two years ago really because i watched it about four years ago and was like wow i used to love love this movie and now it's almost unbearable to watch oh no no because i love the part where um when Teresa Russell knows she's going to get caught, she starts having the meltdown and she's just like freaking out. Like, yes. Just like her, her eyes are tearing up and she's like, like just grinding her teeth down into stubs. I can still get down with that movie. I, I love I Teresa seeing, Russell. I remember seeing that in the theater and being like, oh man. Same. I, we went, me and my mom went opening night and uh, I do believe we very much enjoyed it. And well, it's like t- <laughs> two female leads. Yeah. How often would you ever see that, right? It's like, oh. The way that movie ends is atrocious. Is my that's my main problem with it is that it it's it's basically setting up this wonderful story with these wonderful characters and then it just shits. Mm. And uh I I blame Bob Rafelson, but <laughs> uh I I love Teresa Russell. I love her weird Yeah. her weird monotone wired jaw speech pattern. Uh, and oh, it's so good. She's her I, crazy <laughs> suede dress. She's nuts. I also, I that movie when I saw it as a kid, like the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is so." I didn't have the word sapphic in my vocabulary, but like it totally is. I was and like, "This, this is so end. lesbiany." And then the kiss was so good. Yeah, the kiss. She's like, "Oh, Jesse." Ugh, I love it. I love Teresa Russell, yeah. and I love I'm Deborah Winger. Fully watch that movie again <laughs> this week. I have to now because I just love it. I feel like there's some really weird fashion inspo happening there too. Oh yeah. And of course, one of the murders takes place in Seattle. Yep. The the very first one. That's when we first see Deborah Winger. It's a professor at the UW. Yeah. Like a contemporary culture professor. And Teresa Russell kills James Hong with an overdose of heroin. She does, James Hong. Big yeah. up to James Hong. Big up, James Hong. Come on, that movie. Give it a chance. Give it another chance. Eric. I'll, I'm I'll watch, watch it again. I mean, there's no way that I'm not going to end up watching that movie again. But I, I will just say, the last time I watched it, I was so We're in the sadly professor disappointed. Husband, like they're in some cabin and shit. So good, fisherman sweaters and all the PNW <laughs> stuff. Sorry, Joe, but you really have to watch this movie now. It's research. Okay. <laughs> uh, research for this episode. For, for and Black you know, Widows. You're talking about how, how you weren't going to get to Hawaii this year. Well, guess what? Black Widow takes place in Hawaii at the Ooh. end. Oh, it's Ojai, not not Hawaii that we... Oh, yeah. Ojai. <laughs> yeah. Ojai. Yeah. Ojai. Ellen's well, driving. We, drive we, we are going to Hawaii. Just drive there? <laughs> yeah, we actually are going to Hawaii. Oh. Yeah. Yay. Can't people in California just drive to Ohio? Yeah, we can. We can, but then we we just can't get out of the car. Yeah, you just can't stay. (laughs) We can't afford to get out of the car. (laughs) Stay for two nights. Oh, I'm sorry. That was cruel. I looked up Catalina. And and immediately I'm like, I'm staying in the lighthouse keeper's (laughs) residence. Yeah. 
I also looked up Catalina and like, you know, those, you can buy little shacks at Home Depot or Lowe's mm-hmm. out front. They had one of those and it was like $300 a night. And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And it just had two, like a cot in it. I was so pissed. Ugh. Mm. Just, vacation is just out the window, I guess. Yeah. I think we should being. just like lock the doors and uh, cook a bunch of food and pretend that we're on vacation. Yeah. Because <laughs> then we can have boba. We should like lock the doors and like take out an insurance policy on you and then like just see what happens. Don't black widow me, okay? <laughs> don't Tere- don't Teresa Ruffle Russell recluse me. To you. <laughs> Brown recluse me. <laughs> oh Jesse. Ooh, I can't wait to watch it. Yes. I don't care. I will What's I this will movie forever, title? Black, black Widow. Love, she mates and she kills. <laughs> Not the Marvel. What? No. What year did it come out? 1986, I want to say. Maybe 87. Um, the So the men in the waiting room who were acting like 12-year-olds. Wearing neck braces. All wearing neck playing braces. playing pinball, which, which Jonathan described as video games. <laughs> yeah. And acting like 1987. What month? February 1987. February. <laughs> oh, you're seeing it. You were, you were not ex- in existence yet. Oh, it was a twinkle in me father's eye. <laughs> you were a twinge in his balls. <laughs> February? No, oh, it's not. Man. Oh wait, no, you were, you were, uh, I you were exfiltrated. <laughs> I, I know this podcast isn't about 1987's greatest film, Black Widow, but um, I uh, forgot I that, that both Dennis Hopper and Diane Ladd are in that movie. Oh shit, that's right. Well, Bob Rafelson. Yeah, there we go. I don't know. Ooh, I can't wait. 1987 was a pretty good year for film. 1987 Ellen. was a really good year for film. <laughs> it was. If we want to put Black Widow in the limelight. Well, I, have you seen it, Joe? Okay, bye. <laughs> how about Moonstruck? <laughs> how about Prince of Darkness? Yeah. Uh, Wicked City. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay, as much as I would really rather talk about the movies <laughs> of 1987. <laughs> <laughs> I, trust me i could endlessly talk about the movies of 1987 but uh i mean it's like in the same day oh, <laughs> okay this episode i feel like this episode has a very reasonable um you know except for the the crazy injection vest or whatever <laughs> this is like a pretty straightforward real plot line yeah. for a hard chart episode like there's nothing like so far out of left field except for all the injecting that everyone's just like, oh my God, like what, what? Like, it's not confusing. It's not bananas. It's just is what it is. It mm-hmm. is fucking insurance fraud. Yeah. Um, and then Luann's there to just be, to drive home the, the normality factor so hard. But that said, it's not really, you know, it's not um, the zingiest episode I've ever experienced. But by now we know the seasons don't end with a bang. No, no, they really they just kind of trail off because by the time these are <laughs> these are hitting your television, like the kids are already packing yeah. for summer vacation. Like they've, you're already like they bothered. blew through their budget in all those Hawaii episodes. Honestly, is probably what happened. They really <laughs> did spend a lot of time in Hawaii this yeah. this season. Uh, but they, could, they couldn't afford Ohio. <laughs> could not afford Ohio or Catalina because Jamie Summers was to too to busy. Um, being bionic being super bionic so there's crushing tennis balls and shit when they're getting to the bottom of things and they send something over fencing throwing cabbage they send max in with a neck brace to the doctor it reeked of a gay porn when he said at the end of the scene i I 100% agree with you. Yes. They they end the scene with Max says, oh, I'm hurting real bad. (laughs) And then it fades out. I was like, what the fuck? That continued when he went to the doctor's office and they go into the fucking uh, treatment room Uh and he's like, they, the doctor is like giving him these sly little smiles and they're, they're doing this, these leers at each other. And then he's, he's like, how about you hop up on the table? And Max, Max goes, face down <laughs> and then just like crawls yes. onto the table face down and i'm like what is and the happening? other thing the other thing i found really funny about that scene is max is wearing a hospital gown 
over his fully over his, cl- all his clothes. <laughs> he kept his the shoes doctor, on and everything. When he lays face down on the table, <laughs> the doctor still puts like lifts the back of his gown over his butt, even though his butt like is in pants for modesty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for modesty. It was like, and then he puts giving him a massage. He, he puts a heating pad on his back, <laughs> yeah. throws a blanket over him, and then gives him a massage. To for, which Max says, "That feels real good, yeah. Doc." <laughs> for ten seconds, he massages yeah. him, and then he leaves. <laughs> and then he leaves. And then he leaves to plot his. <laughs> death yeah what and he gives him a tranquilizer to then murder him with a shot it's like just murder him like, i was why shocked are you... that max took the pill i thought that max was gonna i like, thought so too spit it uh, out yeah. shove it in his gums or yeah. something like right I, that he would like take it out later that'd be a great rewrite to have max i jump was up. very tense even though i know max lives i was anxious they do they do a really max. good yeah they do a, a great fade out at one part with this music mm-hmm. cue that really seems like he's going to die. It, well and really the hearts are that. like racing towards the hospital at the time yeah, so are. it's yes. it's yeah. really like they they play up that tension pretty well. Yeah, yes. That was well done. And they parked in Jay Durvin Jr's spot. <laughs> Which right. I was upset really? about. Jay? Yeah. Jay Durbin Jr. <laughs> Jay Which spot. Which is weird, because usually he's parked there from about 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and five, at, at the Grove yeah. Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Grove. I just wonder what Jay Durbin Jr. was doing that day. <laughs> he was at the farmer's His market. secretary. <laughs> um, maybe I, I now pin everything in this episode. I feel like Luann was so normal that then I put normal expectations onto this Max being drugged situation. So then I'm absolutely like, oh God, Max is in real danger. Because Luann lulled me into this place that felt like reality for a moment. And I was like, this is not, oh God, like Max, you're in danger. Yeah. You're in real danger. I felt that too, <laughs> even though you there's no part of you that thinks they're going to kill off Max at all, ever, obviously. He's not going to kill off Max, but I felt like that, too. They did a really good job, I guess, with that scene, because I really was feeling that. Yeah, I, I, I wonder like, <gasps> Yeah, I wonder if yeah. watching it as it aired, knowing that it was the season finale, if you were like, oh my Whoa. god, are they going to fucking kill Max? That would be so stressful. Because that, that would be, be very stressful. That would yeah. be good. Like That would, that would add to yeah. the impact of that. And this is where, like, you guys might know something that I don't if they kill off a, a main. Don't tell me. But I could still I could still have more. I could hold on to that danger a little bit. Like, Yeah, this is Jennifer's last yeah, episode. Jonathan gets murdered at some point. <laughs> they kill Jennifer Hart. You could really I... see the gusto in Robert Wagner during this fight scene. He loves that shit so He does. Much. He, he does. He's good at it. Yeah, he That's gets a, into he's it. He's all in with the jumping on shit and the punching. Like a panther. I, I will the say, lunging. Mm-hmm. I will say that this, this fight, this end fight scene made the most, see, okay, maybe it is just that this episode made too much sense. Like everything was Kinda. too normal. Yeah. Everything yeah. was too average. Uh, the fight was between a drunk doctor, like a le- legitimately <laughs> already drunk doctor, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a puny, weaselly lawyer, uh-huh. and then Jonathan Hart, who is a panther, and yes. uh, Jennifer yes. Hart, who who can Throws wield <laughs> who can wield a heating pad, yeah. <laughs> like nobody's Much like business. she does a clutch. Yes, yeah. exactly. She can knock you exactly. out with that shit. When she knocked him out with a heating pad, I. <laughs> I died. That was too much. I (laughs) had moments where, even though what Ronald Camp is doing, yes, it's bad. Yes, he killed Waka Waka Marty and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But considering some of the other villains that we've experienced over the seasons, like Ronald Camp is like not, Uh -uh. not the most diabolical by any any means True. like he can't even see the most diabolical neighborhood in the heart to heart of verse from no. where he lives but yeah that said i had this moment where i feel like the two of you are always just like you're always in jennifer's corner like you're just very always very tuned in to what jennifer might be feeling or what you know like mm-hmm. you're always on Jennifer's side, very overtly and very staunchly. And I'm just kind of like chilling <laughs> in the pool, like looking around at everybody and nodding or whatever. It's just but to like criticize this us. Episode, <laughs> this episode enraged me. It enraged me that Ronald camp 
would make Jennifer Hart feel like she was responsible for somebody's death. Yeah. Because to me, the same woman who's like, oh, dead body, this room, hotel room is so beautiful. <laughs> like, if I'm going to take a bath. Making that woman feel bad. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking terrible. And I need to watch you die in mm-hmm. front of me. Like, I need you, I need somebody to bring me your head so that I know that you are dead. <laughs> and I want the look on your dead head to be one of ex- <laughs> Exquisite pain because you have done something so, so terrible. So I think this episode for the first time, we really felt like some sort of sense of where you guys are coming from when you're just over there with waving your felt pennants that say Jennifer Edwards heart. Waving our raccoon coat. Waving our limbrists. Yeah. Uh, just freaking out yeah. and, and doing that. Um, like a I, couple gay Muppets. Waving, waving your clutches. Uh-huh. Yeah. I Now I get it because Ronald Camp mm. took it too far. I was just like, no. Like Jennifer was so upset. Mm. Like Max and Jonathan are so worried about her, mm. understandably, right? When Max says the thing about how he's like, no, don't worry. I'll, I'll, We'll play some Scrabble and she'll be okay. Yeah. She'll be okay. But it's like, she's not going to be okay. That part. I was just so mad. And in that sense, Ronald Camp, Mm -hmm. he's a very bad man to me. I was like, I need that motherfucker to die. I need him to die. For some reason, I didn't connect that extremely to him causing that and Jennifer. But I did connect Max wanting to play Scrabble with her and being like, uh, that's not enough. Like, you guys should probably like, find out where she is right now and see if she's okay because she's clearly not okay that that part to me was like she's she thought she killed somebody she thought she killed an right. innocent person like she, jennifer hart is not okay yeah she's definitely not okay but i didn't, I didn't connect it to the the bad guy for some reason i don't know why uh mm. so it, yeah i did not really connect that although the one person i did want to die in the episode was Marty, honestly. Did you guys have that feeling? Oh, I knew he was going to die from the minute he walked in. Yeah, he was horrible. I, I instantly was like, well, there's the there's the guy that dies. And they make you feel not bad about his death at all. No, he's <laughs> obnoxious. I could have lived without Susan. Susan? Which one was Susan? She, the lawyer's... Well, camps, uh assistant oh i I liked her her. (laughs) i I liked her actually so okay there there were three three performances in this well no there were four performances in this episode that i do take note of one was her one was her i thought she was great i i liked i like that she was sassy she's kind of in on the scam she's like seen it all she's she's a woman of hench yeah technically sort of i mean i don't i don't consider i know that Camp is a villain, but he's not a villain. Like he's not a capital V villain, so he doesn't get hench people. No, uh, but he does have the sassy assistant that I love. Uh, I also love the drunk doctor's sassy assistant, who uh, was wonderful. She was so good from she start was great. to finish. Yeah, she was really good. Uh, the nurse at the hospital. Played by uh, what's her, her name is Julie Payne, I believe. Mm. She's a character actor that's been in a million things, a she million was really things. Uh, I think I know her best as the receptionist at Elizabeth Arden in Jumping Jack Flash. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I love that actress. I think she's great. Just seeing her makes me happy. She's and really she good. was great. And Luann, who I think is not the greatest actress. But she was, as Ellen pointed out, like a real weird breath of fresh air in yeah. this episode. A beacon <laughs> of normalcy. Of logic. Yeah. yeah. A pillar of knowledge and logic and normalcy. So yeah, those, so were, pretty, those are the and elements. she was wearing culottes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are those culottes or capris? Mm, they're like wide capris, so somewhere between. I like those on her. I also liked Jennifer's pantsuits that the black one that she wore to her house because she was sort of grieving. It was like a grieving look, sort of, but also mm-hmm. a meet the widow look. <laughs> uh, and then she wore another one when she was limping at the end, this like tan. Oh, that's suit, yeah. Which I thought was pretty great. Those are both. Yeah, I really looks. liked the uh, black jacket with the white trim that she wore to the. Yes. 
yeah to the willis home that was good mm-hmm. solid solid look i loved her response to luann willis uh who said i just want you to know that i believe this was an accident and i don't blame you for for what happened and all jennifer says is thank you thank you yeah that's it yeah so mm-hmm. good such a good mm-hmm. Yeah. Great delivery. Totally. Great like good writing. Uh I don't did Don uh edit this story. <laughs> um I just remembered Don also, Bruce, we still need you on the podcast. She was wearing <laughs> she was wearing a sweater. The widow uh was wearing a sweater. Wearing a Nike sweater. Yeah, it had a Nike logo on it. A lavender yes. Nike sweater. Yes. I yeah. was so shocked by that Nike it was, logo. It was cute. It was really cute. Uh there's a great piece of trivia that i just found on this episode which so max doesn't have a last name basically it's never mentioned during the run of the whole series and this episode apparently there are close-ups of two legal documents with his signature and it appears that the name on the documents is max brenner Ooh! so max's last name is seen in this episode i guess max found out. brenner all <laughs> oh, right because susan comes in to tell on him thanks for nothing susan <laughs> <laughs> you rat i was wondering i was thinking about that a couple episodes again or, or go for some reason like what's max's last name and we never found out you thought it was danko <laughs> it was danko <laughs> i thought pearl kept the last name yeah. <laughs> like tina turner max, max danko. <laughs> well is it time for pick your pose <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Ellen's gone dark. <laughs> Ellen's up first. Um, okay, <laughs> I I have no one, and you know that if if Waka Waka, um, Marty actually did look like Eugene Levy, I would be all over that guy. Yes, as you know me and Eugene Levy. Yep, oh, call me. Um, the <laughs> yeah, nobody. I got nobody. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going for, uh, uh, what was his name? Waterman. Oh, the guy that comes from the DA's office. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I mean, and this is, this is a real weak one, but they give a liter of scotch to. Yes. That they, they pour. (laughs) (laughs) He's all, he's like points. Like he's actually at a bar. Like, yeah. Oh, scotch. Yeah. Jonathan's (laughs) having a pint of scotch. Yeah. And then he pours a good, a good, ha- a, a good like three quarter pints. <laughs> yeah, for Mister Waterman, which is the best mm-hmm. like politician name ever, is Waterman. Perhaps he'll get Man of the Year. Yeah, uh, he was cute. I, it, this was not a strong one though, and I for a second it was uh, Camp because I kept thinking of him as Dick in nine to five as Jane Fonda's mm. uh, I kept husband thinking of his dick. I kept right. thinking of his dick in nine to five. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But then I remembered that he was uh, kind of an asshole in nine to five. Yeah. But he does say M and M's. Mine is as ashamed as I am to admit the cop that, is very condescending and sarcastic to Jennifer at the scene of the accident is my Pope because he was very handsome. I don't even remember him. Really? He was, Ugh. he would be, he was so sexist. I was, yeah, that so was, I know I'm kind of ashamed. So like, as it is, he's, oh, yeah. he's really shitty, but, uh, he's super, super oh, yeah. cute. Wow. I'm shocked. I didn't I remember know. Him. I'm shocked too. Yeah. Yeah. Little I would do that. Uniform. His little cop uniform. His little He's like a bike cop too. Ooh. That was uh, that was one of my favorite my favorite moments of the episode. Was like Jennifer rear ends Marty. She jumps out of the car, runs to his side, yeah, and immediately yells, "Somebody call a cop!" And then as soon as she says that, you see that little white motorcycle cop helmet <laughs> drive by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a white woman yells for a cop, and there they are. Well, it's, Marty has It's like Beetlejuice. Sunset Plaza, come on now. <laughs> I was kind of shocked to see well. them both back on their bicycles at the beginning of the episode in all white clothing again, even though they know what happened last time. It was the exact same scenario, too, where, yeah. where Jennifer's <laughs> like, give me a head start, yeah. and Jonathan lets her it's like, go ahead. This is the exact same scenario. Did they use the same, same footage? 
And then they talk about health food when they get home. Um, yeah. So when we first see the assistant to the lawyer, uh, she walks in and she says, before Marty comes in, she says, maybe you guys can explain this to me. I don't understand it. She says, I'll give you two guesses as to who's here. And the first two will be better than the third. What the fuck does because, that mean? Uh, because it's the worst possible person that you could want to see. The first two will be better guesses than the third. The first two people that you guess will be better than the third. Oh, okay. it's a it's it's kind of a clunky line of dialogue. Yeah, like it's it's supposed to be kind of hard boiled, but it's it's just kind of poached. It's weird. Yeah, I did not understand that. And yeah, I still don't. she's like all all my girl Friday sassy or something in there. Yeah, yeah. she's all Rosalind Russell, not white. <laughs> um, that guy's accident was orgasmic but you guys don't seem to want to talk about that at all <laughs> you're right I, about that i don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm right in that it was orgasmic <laughs> mm. uh, i thought the scene where he injected him was so fucking long <laughs> <laughs> it was so long just to, all the whole scene was just to show that he put something in the iv and the lawyer oh my kills God. him it took so long to get there. Oh my god! And then I thought it was funny when he answers the door when Jennifer goes to see the grieving widow and say that she's sorry. He says, "Don't you think you've done enough, Mrs. Hart?" Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, just like knife to the heart. And that's He's, when I was like, Urgh. yeah, knife, to die. knife to the heart. Is that an episode of Heart to Heart? Ooh, maybe. We have uh, two more seasons and eight movies to find out. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else feel like this is just flying by? <laughs> <laughs> what number of episode is this? I think this is 70. Holy shit. One. I just found out that uh, Apple Podcasts counts the episodes for us. Oh, that's great. Uh, oh, wow. That's nice that's, of them. It is. Um, Wasn't heart, Three Hearts... The Jeep, or was that Four Hearts? The Jeep that they took to the fishing village? Four Hearts was the Jeep. Okay. I was, I was confused. Three Hearts is the station wagon. Two Hearts is the, the cute convertible. convertible. And then the, One the Heart is the Rolls Royce. My last note, my final note, is that they put a unfinished Rubik's Cube on the desk of the lawyer, and I feel like the set decorator was like, this will show that he's stupid. <laughs> I really feel like it was just like a here's like a thing that makes him look dumb. It's having an unfinished Rubik's Cube. I love it. Which, if you've ever tried a Rubik's Cube, I mean, maybe I'm stupid too, but I can't do that shit. It's so hard. Oh yeah, I, I, my brain does not work. I, I, uh, we were just we were on another podcast uh, this weekend. Oh yeah, Bundle Buddies. Called Bundle Buddies that will be out in a couple weeks. If you want to hear me and Joe more, if you talk about video games, if you can't get enough of me and Joe, I'm fuck, good. Uh, <laughs> we talk about the heart to heart video game. Well, we were talking about video games. And one of the games we played was this very mathy puzzly game that I loved. I played it for three fucking hours because I was just like, yay. I math puzzles I are I so it for fun. 10 minutes and then rage quit. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Rubik's cubes are like the math puzzle that I just hate. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're so stressful to me. I found one on the street recently. I don't know if you've seen that around here. It's a tiny little Rubik's cube. It's right over there. I was like, oh, that'll be fun Like as like a little fidgety thing. I like having these little things, especially now that quarantine's over and we're seeing, we're socializing more. I feel like I need to have something in my hands just to like fuck with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that'll be good. And then I tried it and it just stressed me out so much more. I was just like, I can't. Like It, it was the opposite effect. Yeah, no, that's like a, hmm. if a fidget spinner was to induce anxiety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, that you should just take up smoking. Oh, okay. Yes. If we move to France. I've never done a Rubik's Cube. I'm more of like a magic eight ball child. I just love, I love the way Rubik's Cubes look. I, I love the look yeah, of a cool Rubik's looking. Cube. But I'm always I, like, oh, look at the white side and the fluorescent orange side. <laughs> <laughs> To you me, just, those are the feature colors. You're, and then Rubik's you're just cube. like, I want a creamsicle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a dreamsicle. I'm just like, uh, uncertain. Ask again later. <laughs> um, um, okay. Ratings? All right. Here we go. Zero to five hearts. Uh, <laughs> Ellen. You know what? I'm going to give it a three. 
because of the normalcy of it, because it is the least fantastical crime really in a long time. At least in, within this season, I feel like it is, it requires no bizarre hobbies or collectors or secret mansion rooms or uh, scuba diving or, you know, it's just straight up motherfucking swoop and squat insurance fraud with a little bit of murder because it's heart to heart. But um, I feel like I am grateful to this episode for the presence of the voice of reason, Luann Willis. <laughs> um, yeah, like I didn't, I sort of celebrate it for, for that reason. It is the season finale. Season three was more challenging to me than I remembered it being in the hazy memory <laughs> uh, of my ch childhood. So, you know, there we go. And I'm excited that now we're just one entire season away from my absolute favorite episode of the show of all time. I'm right on. <laughs> we're only like 20 weeks away. <laughs> <of> it is. <laughs> we're only half a year away. Yeah. Oh my the God. first episode of the final season is probably Ooh. is one of my top five episodes Ooh, of shit. the whole series. Okay. That's awesome. Ooh. Okay, uh, I'm giving this a two for all the reasons that Ellen just said. <laughs> it's, it's normal, and it's unspectacular, and uh, there are no crazy collectors. There's no uh, <laughs> mastermind villainry. There's, there's, no, there's nothing that makes a TV show fun to watch. So uh, it's it's a two, and it's it's only getting a two because of those four great performances. Mm. Well, three great performances and one great character. All right. Uh, I'm also going to go a three because it just huh. felt like an inoffensive episode of Heart to Heart to me. It was just kind of middle of the road. It didn't really, I was like a little bit bored, but not super bored. And I did like that it had a realistic, more realistic plot rather than making dog food that <laughs> like <laughs> gets dogs addicted to it is that see but we will never bring up anything from this episode <laughs> i know that's but yeah. we will talk that's about that's untrue i'm gonna be, we I'm gonna talk be about begging for luann willis to have a walk on <laughs> yeah can she just come in and straighten everybody out <laughs> right can someone please get luann willis on the phone I did. I forgot to mention my rewrite, which was is pretty quick. I thought when the in lawyer fraudster <laughs> was saying was talking about to Marty about like, either you can get your kneecaps rearranged or you can do this. I thought he was saying jump in front of a car, which I, would have been so much more exciting. But they just did that last episode. That happened last week. Oh, what the 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 tall dude. Jumped in Sneezy. front of the, oh, Sneezy jumped yeah. in front of the car. Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're right. But I still would have loved it more uh, than a rear ending. I think it would have been more exciting because this episode did not have a lot of action in it at all. And that's one of the downsides, I think, because it was, pr there's like no real car chase or any, there's no real action until the very end. Yeah. Right? Basically, it's pretty boring yeah. until the end. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a the little bit of suspense when Max is, is about to be murdered. Yeah. But. And then the fight it scene, just like all the other fight spectacular scenes. Spectacular finale. No, no, but it's not. But it didn't angry. like offend me either. So you no, know. it's. But that's uh, for me. It's just like it's not. It's not there. There's nothing there. Like I, I would rather be super offended, offended. by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just like like what you know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, arts and fraud gets an eight which seems high <laughs> now actually but okay <laughs> get to eight the season yeah. finale of, of <laughs> season three <laughs> of heart to heart i guess that's half basically of gets, our, yeah it's it's a half it's a, a point five heart above half <laughs> correct so, okay okay well um, well, That's you know, it. this would usually be the time where I say, Ellen, what are we doing next? But Ooh. I can't because can't. next week we're going to do our season three recap episode. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. We're going to revisit everything. We're going to see who our favorite villains are. We're going to see our favorite uh, 
Jonathan and Jennifer moments, uh-huh. our favorite clothes, our favorite action sequences. And we're going to find out who... And, and above all, our least favorite, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we're going to figure out who liked the season the most. We are. We're going to tally up all our scores and figure who out... Who really... Yeah. Yeah. Love season three. Who loves uh, season three the most? I'm I can't, so I excited. don't even know. I can't I, guess. Thank goodness no for Margaret. Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness for Margaret holding down the home office. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Margaret. Uh, I'm hoping that Keith will make us a drink because I'm going to need one after revisiting season three. Yes. Maybe Corey and can come on and talk about lamps. Maybe Corey can <laughs> yeah, help us understand. <laughs> the lampage. He can, give us, a, he can give us a darling count. <laughs> yeah, a darling count yes. for the whole, whole yes. season. We make him watch the whole season. <laughs> He was so into watching the show, though. I like, know he, he loved every it. like every time he was like, "Are we going to watch Heart to Heart tonight?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to season four. Me too. I am too. We wipe the slate clean and move forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. The season recaps always like if I have uh, had even a moment to where I forget how much I love it, it all comes rushing back in the season yeah. recap. So it's fun to have yes. fun with it and tweak the format a little bit. Um, I will be prepared to talk more about the 1987 <laughs> uh, thriller Black Widow. Uh, so, <laughs> And I'll talk about any other movie that came out. I hope we can make room for that. Yeah, I'll we just talk about RoboCop. Cool. cool. Perfect. Thank you all so much for sticking <laughs> with us. Thank you for listening. Surviving season yeah. three. I survived season three and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> And I didn't um, even get a t-shirt. Good news. Oh. Good news for everybody. Uh, if you are one of the people that is listening to us and having trouble finding these episodes streaming, seasons three and four are streaming on Tubi. T-U-B-I. Really? And oh, I, wow. believe, I do believe that's a free service. You have to register for it, whatever. But I don't think you have to pay for it. There will be oh, ads. Awesome. But apparently there's fewer ads than any other free streaming thing. Yay. I'm really excited for season four. Yeah, me too. And so if, if you're, if you're one of those people that is listening to us and is unable to watch along now you can. Yeah. Uh, and awesome. I recommend that you watch I all of season three. I can't imagine <laughs> listening to this without watching the show. I know. I mean, my God. Oh, where do I send flowers or donations? I'm so sorry. Holy shit. Oh, man. Yeah, true. Well, uh, you can Woo. follow us on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> It Was Murder Pod. You can email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you are listening to this please. podcast. Please give us five stars. Um, please. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to ask for that. I am absolutely we, allowed to ask for whatever I want. <laughs> we have room in the season recap to take any questions if people have any questions. This is us. true. Sure, if anyone yeah. has any questions for us, just email them to it was murder. I can't imagine what those would be. I'm just trying to be a normal person. <laughs> Thanks, Luann. Yeah. That was my Luann Willis moment. Like, oh, maybe people have questions. <laughs> Ellen's it's changed totally, ever since the season finale totally, of season three. It's really cool if you don't have questions, though, and kind of preferred. But I know all your <laughs> questions will just be about Eric and Joe, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. And... I want to say a special ask away, ask away. Special thank you to the Sisler family playhouse, the Sislers yes, for sen- for sending Minute Maxes in and just like killing it every single yeah. time. You guys are s- really it's so fun to get those every single time. I really enjoy that. It's the best. It's fun. Also, simultaneously, like a kick in the neck. Uh huh. I know <laughs> they really establish their dominance like the this funnest, time. The funnest <laughs> kick in the neck ever! Yay! They were like, "We're the best playhouse Thanks. in the world." They are. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I took that as if like. If I didn't have a crushed windpipe, I would thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes, we love we love you, Bill and Jenny. Uh, no, you, it's totally you guys, awesome. You guys really. I'm being a dick. I do believe that you have enhanced this podcast quite a bit with your Minimaxes. They're they're so spectacular. Um, they they make it seem like we're doing something valid. <laughs> I don't know how, right. but they do. Right. Everybody, please watch 1987's 
delightful film, Black Widow. Yes. And then <laughs> email in any questions you have for Eric and Joe for this season. <laughs> yeah. Recap. Maybe you have questions for Keep. Maybe you have questions for Corey. As long as the question isn't, why in the fuck are you helping them with this podcast? That's not an okay question. But anything other than that seems rad, right? <laughs> if you yeah. need to know anything about lamps or chairs, you can ask Corey. Chairs, yeah, Corey. Yeah. You need to know about alcohol. Um, yeah, like send us your Keith. drink recommendations or whatever. Sure. What would be the best heart-to-heart drink? I need combo. ideas for weekly dinner. Um, so like, please send your, <laughs> your dinner suggestions. I've run out of, I've made everything I can make. I have run out of ideas. Wow. So please help me out. Uh, we got to see Freeway for a second this Did episode. We? Max was holding him. Oh. Freeway. Um, but that was about it. Good night, Freeway. <laughs> Night Freeway. Night Freeway Season 3. <laughs> 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 <laughs>